Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. This time we are turning our attention to Fan Team and I am joined by the Premier League Fan Team Champion of last year. It's Josh, how you doing Josh? Hey Az, how you doing? I'm good, I'm very good. I'm yeah, I'm I'm really interested in, in uh, this Champions League game. Obviously we did the video on the dedicated channel uh, last was it last week? God, time time's flying, isn't it? So this is going to be a bit more in depth on some of the premium assets, and we're going to look at some of our players. If you're interested in the basics of the fan team group stage Champions League game, and I will stress, it's for the group stages. So in a way, it's better because you don't have to you know sign up to an entire Champions League tournament. You can you know get in, do the group stage, get out, you know try it out as really good prizes on offer and all of that. So if you're interested in playing and don't know anything about it, I would suggest that you start with the video that Josh and I did last week. And there's a link to that in the description below. But if you've watched that or if you're familiar with everything, uh, then by all means stay and we will hopefully uh, talk through some more advanced stuff. So let's just start with the entrance. So at the moment, there's 2,120 people signed up. And the buy-in to the Phantom Tournament will cost you £16.80, which is €20. Euros. Uh, the prizes I did have somewhere, uh, but I've got the wrong one. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's £250 grand, um, guaranteed prize pool, and they're paying up to around, one, was it 1,200 places, something like that? So yep. at the moment, you've got a very good chance of winning, of winning some money um, at some point. I don't know what the entrance is going to go up to, um, but it's very low at the moment, so it's a really good time to, to get involved. And actually, you probably won't have a better chance of, of winning some money on, on Fan Team than, than this game. Uh, we'll definitely see some more sort of before the deadline, um, you know, next week. But yeah, it's, I just think it's, it's a great game. And, and, you know, if you like European football and stuff and you want to sort of use some of those uh, skills to, you know, pick a team then win some money, then this is the place to do it. Right, Josh. So last week we talked about quite a lot of different things. You've done loads of research on sort of shrewd picks and acquisitions from different different teams. Um, it's helped me a lot with building my team. What I've done this week is we didn't really talk too much about the premium assets. 
So I've got some stats on some of the premium assets, some of the best players in European football when they're playing. And yeah, I think some of it might surprise you. So I'm interested to see what you think. But yeah, let's get straight into it. So That's good, mate. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Lemon. So the, the players that I looked at are the most expensive ones on, on fan team. So it's Lewandowski, Lukaku, Benzema, Haaland, Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe and Salah. Not a bad list, is it? Looking at your teams, you seem to be favouring two players here, which are Ronaldo and Haaland. What are your thoughts? Why is that? To be honest, mate, the majority of that is um, fixture-based and captain-based. So um, they've got the best fixtures. Those two are in like what I would describe as kind of easy groups or like at least I think every game is winnable for Man United and Dortmund respectively. Um, and it's just pretty much any of those six weeks that I look at on the fixture ticker as long as those players are going to play, I think there's a very good chance that they would be a captain option for me. So it's like sort of having a minimum of two captain options per week and just a really easy way of setting it. And obviously you can have other premiums as well, um, which I'm sure you're going to try and convince me on now. I am indeed. Well, I was, I know, well, firstly, looking at the numbers for these players is quite eye-opening because you talk about elite players <laughs> and then you look at some of these numbers and you think, wow, these are why these guys are paid the, you know, the money they are. Um, I mean, Lewandowski, for example, is someone that he's the most expensive player in, in this fa- in the fan team game. He's 14.5. I knew he was good, obviously, but like when you look at his record, it's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, he got 46 goals last season, seven assists, he has the highest expected goal involvement of any player in world football, um, you know, at this kind of elite level uh, of, of 1.04. So he's pretty much getting an attacking return every match. You can't ask for more consistency than that, can you? I mean, what a player. Yeah, He, he, he is the most expensive player on the game for a reason. Um, Lewandowski but I've taken a look at these stats just while you were talking there and I'm I'm looking at Haaland and I think oh mm. my god what a, what a player he is as well like he's getting he's getting one XGI a game that, um, which is really similar to Lewandowski and he's a million cheaper so do you think that do you think he could be a really good factor and pick as well well yeah just just a bit you know I mean he, I didn't realise he'd get 10 assists as well like these are these are you know these are incredible numbers I mean look at Ronaldo and like he is you know just you know, very much regarded as an out-and-out goal scorer. I mean, just four assists that he got. Salah as well, six, and Lewandowski, seven. But, I mean, Haaland up there with 10 is kind of one of the best. I think only Messi's got more more than him out of the players on this list. So, yeah, Haaland, I think, has just got everything um, in his locker. He's a million cheaper than Lewandowski. I think Haaland is just a bit of a must in this game. I, I just think he's going to get he's gonna get returns like whenever he plays. It's what, what we do with that second spot. And I think it's got to go to one of the guys on this list, obviously, because these other guys. And we, we've gone with Ronaldo. But when I look at Lewandowski and even like Mbappe and Messi, I think, are we missing a bit of a trick here? Because we didn't really talk too much about them last week. We kind of set our minds on Ronaldo and Haaland. But yeah, are you are you looking at any of these players and thinking, you know, let, let, me, let me just go through the list quickly. So... Let's, let's, I'll talk through expected goal involvement because that is, you know, sort of a predictor of, of returns. So Lewandowski's at the top with 1.04. Then you've got Haaland with one. So he's getting one attacking return predicted every every match. Next is Mbappe with 0.9 and Messi with 0.89. So these stats are for all the games they've played in the last 365 days. So it includes Premier League, Champions League and like international games um, as well. Lukaku's there with 0.83. 
And then it's Ronaldo with 0.72, Benzema with 0.71. So not that much difference between Ronaldo and Benzema, which is quite surprising. Uh, and again, I think this is where the assist potential of other players comes in much more. Ronaldo's expected assist is like is so low because <laughs> it's just all about the XG. It's the only thing kind of popping them up. But bottom of this list is Salah with 0.66. And I'd say Liverpool have one of the toughest groups out there as well. So he's not really someone who I'm considering, but he's the cheapest player on this list. A lot of people were going for him, right? There's there's another reason why I wouldn't necessarily consider Salah as well, because if you notice, he's the only midfielder on this list as mm. well. Now, it makes it so easy to like jump between all the strikers here. Sorry about that background noise. Um, whereas moving to, from Salah to one of these would be two moves. And obviously that that's like two precious transfers as opposed to just one if you were to jump from... Haaland to Ronaldo, for example, that would be really easy to do. Whereas moving from Salah to Benzema or Salah to Haaland would be much more difficult, wouldn't it? So yep. I think I think the fact that all the others are strikers is a really nice... It's a nice way of just ruling Salah out, like especially when you say they've got two like decent teams mm. in their group as well. Well, one's not just decent, but... Um, they're and, and Milan aren't bad either, so they've got they've got like a kind of tough group. I would say a Porto, the fourth team in their group as well. I think it's just a really tough group. It isn't is. It? It's, it is really tricky. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm still expecting them to to get through it, obviously, but I don't think we're going to see sort of massive scores for them. And I think when you look at Haaland in particular, Lewandowski, like you know, if Ronaldo starts against young boys, which which he could well do, you've got to think that he's going to get get a big haul there. So I think the potential of some of the other heavy hitters on this list is is bigger than Salah. But the fact Salah is a mid is is a good point. Do you think that, you know, obviously he gets extra points for for things like that. Do you think that in any way helps him or is he just a complete right off here? I think there's just such a plethora of options here. Mm. Like, I mean, that you've got a list of seven, eight, sorry, here. Um, and they're all incredible in their own right. So I think you do have to do some degree of like nitpicking and like, ruling some out from the start because you can't you can't have more than two or three of these i think three an absolute maximum two is probably the sensible amount to go for of these um and so for me like on xgi salah's the lowest he's he's also as i mentioned before a bit annoying given that he's a mid and all the other premiums are strikers Mm. um i don't think the price saving between him and ronaldo as one example for 0.5 million is worth the the additional difficulty in fixtures and also the the drop off in XGI. So I think I would rule him out on this game, which sounds weird because he's just an auto pick on most of the games we play, isn't yeah. he? But um, there's just too many good players in the Champions League, unfortunately. Well, it's, it's two reasons why I like this kind of this kind of format and the UEFA Champions League game as well gives you a chance to experiment with some of these because yeah, players that you regard as a lock lock in, uh, uh, it's dependent on who else is out there and also the groups they've got. I mean, for example, looking at this list, I mean Mbappe. With 0.9 is is only beaten by Haaland and Lewandowski, but their group is Man City, Leipzig, and Bruges. So, I mean, how many how many goals is he going to get in in those games? Obviously, Bruges is is a, is a good matchup, but Man City and Leipzig are, are no pushovers. And like we've talked about, the points are so likely to be shared between Neymar, Messi, Mbappe that it almost feels like it's not worth jumping on them because you just don't know who's going to get the points. That's a good point. We also just don't know how this is going to set up because Neymar hasn't played a game with them yet because I believe he's been injured for sort of 
the, the whole of the time. I mean, Messi's only played once off the bench, I think, hasn't he? But um, Neymar's been like injured for this whole time. So, and that will be the front three. Let's make no illusion about it. It will be Mbappe, Neymar and, and Messi when they're all fit. But how are they going to go together? Like, is is Messi's assists going to go up? I expect so, because mm. there's just better finishers now around him. But like, will will their overall XGI go up or down? I mean, it's it's no one's position to predict, really. We need to wait and see, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, someone like Benzema, for example, is 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 doing, you know, is keeping up. He's not, he's not a, when I look at this list, I still don't have Benzema up there as being like as good as these players, <laughs> if, if if that makes sense. But, you know, I mean, Madrid's group is, is decent. Like it's got uh, Sheriff in it. We've talked about being, you know, the probably the weakest team in, in the whole Champions League. They've got Inter who have had a, you know, lost some absolute key players and Shakhtar Donetsk who defensively, I think, can, can be got at. So you've got to think a Real Madrid player could be a good one and Benzema could be a factor. Uh, but I also like the look of like Bale and, and Hazard as well, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I've got my eye on possibly Bale as like a, a really cut price. I mean, he's 2.5 less than um, Benzema, for example. And I think it's like a way of getting in a third premium that's probably mm. not quite a premium because 11 feels like it's just below that thre- the threshold we've got on the board here, for example. Um, Benzema, the problem with him is psychologically, he normally gets priced as lower than this bracket. So he normally gets priced below the likes of Ronaldo, Salah, and Mbappe. Whereas I think fan team have just priced him correctly on this occasion yeah, because yeah. he is just that good as, as the as the stats show and as the Euro showed. Um, and with him, Hazard and Bale as a front three with Vinicius as as another option in on in the wide areas, mm. I think he's going to get more than enough like um, support and and people assisting him. So I think he could do really well in this as well, especially in the Sheriff game. Yep, absolutely. The Sheriff game looks looks fantastic. Yeah, and, and like just touching on Haaland again quickly, I mean, uh, Dortmund's group is Ajax, Besiktas and Sporting. So it's a, it's a, I'd say out of all the premium options, Haaland is second on the list for XGI. And I'd argue that probably he has the best chance with the fixtures of, of getting attacking returns as well, based solely on those. Which is just why I think he's he's the best option. He's he's the number one player for me that I'm. I don't think I've got a side without. And we're going to look at some team selections now. And I don't think you've got a side without him either in the ones you sent me. So it kind of says Certainly. it all, really. Yeah. No, I love I love him, mate. I absolutely love him. And I still Ronaldo's a tough one for me, as as you mentioned. I was quite heavy on him in both the way I was talking last week and some of the drafts I sent you. Mm. Um, d- is your gut feeling that he's going to just play every single game for Man United in every single tournament, in every single competition? I, d- I don't think he plays against young boys. I, th- I think, no. you know, he's, he's had three days of training now. I think he starts for United against Newcastle and then I just don't think they need him against young boys. So, no, I think one, once he's fully integrated in the side and, you know, they start playing teams like, I mean, Villarreal's a hard game in, in, the, in the Champions League. They beat him in the Europa League final last year. You're playing that game. Atalanta, you've got to think they're going to need to score goals because Atalanta is just so gung-ho. It's a good game for an out of that. So I think he plays in those games as well. So basically, yeah, I think he does. I think, I think he misses out on this first Champions League game, but then he, he plays pretty much every game after that while he's, when he's fit. Why, why wouldn't he? Like it's, he's, a fit, he's a fit man. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to need a rest, and I don't think he's going to. I don't think Solskjaer's going to have the bottle to rest him. No, but I do worry if he's missing this first game. He's like he just becomes an auto non pick as well. Yeah. If that's your genuine perception, because I, I mean I haven't 
because I've my feeling is an or he's gonna play against Newcastle for sure. Like mm. I can't see any world where he doesn't, right? So if you think he then does need that rest, that's an absolute disaster because this is the one fixture we were targeting, really. Yeah, like yeah. for I think he would have been an auto cap for me if I knew he was starting, but the fact that there's some question marks there now, maybe maybe I should pivot to someone else for week one at least, and then maybe think about getting Ronaldo in week three, maybe or something like that. Um, is it is it the Atalanta back to back header three and four? Is it have they got mm. Villarreal in week two and then Atalanta back to back? They've got in week two. They've got Villarreal, yeah. Yeah, so that's really interesting to target Atalanta because they can be got at defensively, as we've talked about. They're like they're a very attacking team, um, which obviously. In, the, in in last year, at least, they, they did leave quite a few gaps at the back. So that might be interesting to target Ronaldo for three at weeks three and four, maybe. Yeah. I mean, or, or you go with someone like, I mean, because PSG have got Club Bruges in, in the first match. So it could be that you start with Messi and then maybe move down to Ronaldo. Um, who's got a sheriff, Shakhtar Donetsk? So, yeah, you can't really leave him away. But, you know what I mean, if you, if you leave, have, have a bit of a placeholder for Ronaldo if you don't think he's going to start in that game. I think that Club Bruges looks looks like a good game to target. I'm I'm thinking I was all set on Ronaldo and, and Haaland like you. The more I think about it, the more I look at this list, I just don't think I can go without Lewandowski. I just think all the signs point to him just scoring just a bucket load of goals. Like forty six goals last year is just absolutely ridiculous. And their group isn't that isn't that bad. I mean, who have they got? They've got we got uh, Barcelona. We got definitely. Barcelona, and we're not rating them particularly highly, given that they've sold half their team. Benfica and Dynamo Kiev. So there's no, there's absolutely no reason why why Lewandowski can't score in those matches. Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. So um, it's just a case of finding those funds now because he's obviously yep. just 1.5 more than Ronaldo, for example, well, who was it. my placeholder. So that is where are we going to find that? Yeah, well, if you're struggling for funds, check out Josh's video last week because you put in some good um, cheaper names. Um, in that, let's go through some of the teams that you've sent me over. The ones you're looking at, uh, you sent me three teams: one with five at the back, one with four at the back, and one with three at the back. So nice little variety. Let's start with the one at five at the back. So here you're targeting defensive double ups. So you've got uh, oh, I, can't, I can't even read the screen, but you've got Varana, Maguire, Rudiger, and Azpilicueta. And is it like is it Leipzig the other two that you've got? I'm trying to see the kit. The Severe, I think, mate. Is it Severe? Yeah. yeah, Severe, yeah. And then you've got Reina, Muller, Haaland, Ronaldo. Uh, and another and the Seville striker. So what? What's your, so you're really so with this team, you're basically targeting three teams. Is that a strategy that you like with these kind of formats? Then I think in this in this ex- this team is a really good example of me just going right. Who do I think are gonna do really well in their groups? Who do I think are gonna really perform in the first four weeks? Mm. Man United for me have got a very very easy group. Um, for their, for their standards, I think they should get through that group with the team they've got really easily. Dortmund, we've already talked about, they've got a really nice group as well. And Sevilla have actually got a really nice group as well. So I'd I'd almost put them as like the number one seed from their group, even mm. though it's quite an open group, I'd say they they they're a bit cheaper, which like enabled me to pick the, the other eight. It's the opposite of the group of death, isn't it? Yeah. FC Salzburg, the- Wolfsburg and Lille. You'd fancy Severe in that yeah. group. I think Lille had a great season last year, obviously, with all the um, the Turkish players who didn't do quite so well for me in the Euros, <laughs> but they definitely did well during the regular season. Um, so Severe might find that tough, but I don't think Lille have started this season great, so that's the counterpoint to that. Yeah. Um, but the point is Severe have got six fixtures where you would be happy to play them for six weeks. So I think that that I'm happy to like have them. And if I need to transfer them out, that's fine. But also I'm happy to keep them for the six weeks. Yep. Muller, 
Now, I'm starting to think after what you've just said that I might have to find a way of turning him into Lewandowski and turning <laughs> Ronaldo into like a cheaper midfielder or something. Mm. Just because um, I think I had it in my head that Gnabry or Muller might might be able to not keep up with Lewandowski, but but for the price saving keep up, if that makes sense. Whereas now um, I'm starting to think Lewandowski might just be someone we need, even though he's the most expensive player on the game. Yeah, he's just clear, isn't he? He's just he's just clear, like in terms of of everything. It's is is you know you, you you look at like the Premier League and you look at like some of the players that we're considering, and then you know you look at some of the elite players and how clear they are of the the more budget options. But then we're looking at the premium options, and you've got one player who's just a standout of those as well. Just screams to me that he's someone that we kind of need need to have but you know they've priced him well they've priced him as, as the most expensive player in the game I when I first saw that price I thought he was overpriced compared to the other options but the more I look at it the more I think no he, he has to be he has to be up up there with with that with that price tag so yeah really interesting um Rayner let's talk about Rayner I mean he is someone you talked about last week he's in all the teams that we're going to show on this pod you really like him don't you so I think he's really affordable for sure, yeah. I mean, I noticed he's got three attacking returns so far this season in four games. This doesn't inc- include international games, so I'm not sure what he's been doing for the USA. But um, for Dortmund, he's got three attacking returns in four games this season. Now, he's he's he's, a cent- he's very much a central midfield player, so he's not in the front three or front two or anything, but he is a central midfield player. But th- those attacking returns, those three in four games for a CM, I thought for 8 million, I thought that's a really good price point. Now... An alternative to him would be someone like Wijnaldum, who I think could just naturally score really well for a team like PSG. Um, he's probably the most advanced of the midfield three for PSG. So if he's playing off the likes of Mbappe and Messi and possibly Neymar in the future, I think he that there could be some attacking returns for him as well. And he's he's also likely to pick up some of the other peripherals, such as like the impact points, the 0.3 you get for that, the clean sheet point he might get, which is an extra one as well. So I think Rayner's is my favourite, but Wijnaldum's quite a nice pivot, I think. Some facts about Rayner. Don't know how much you know about him, but did you know that he was he's the youngest player to make fifty Bundesliga appearances? He's eighteen yeah. years old. Yeah. So they've got Bellingham and uh, and Rayner, you know, as such a young, like amazingly talented uh, duo uh, in the middle. He's number seven now. He's taking it over from Jaden Sancho, and he's got six goals. Uh, for in 50 appearances for Dortmund. So it's not like it's not a record that screams we need them in our team, but when you look at the, the fixtures and, and thing, we want to tap into the uh Dortmund attack as much as we can. And yeah, like you keep saying, he's he is affordable as well. We need we need to get it in our heads on this game because it's so different to to the Premier League game, for example. Eight million is it's a, cheap. A, a mid-price midfielder. Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely not it's 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 almost as low as you can go in this, really, because mm. I think a lot of the ones that are sort of six and six and a half are just unpickable. So I think seven and a half to eight is sort of the lowest you can go for for a midfielder or a striker, which makes it like it makes someone like Rayner a really really attractive pick. I think, um, yeah. and it, I guess we could do something where we're moving Rayner and in this particular thing where we're moving Rayner and N Nesri. I can't pronounce the severe striker's name, but I know <laughs> I know he's really good. Um, where we could move those two and switch the money around there. So put our boy Troyore in from Shakhtar, for example, for seven and a half up top and move Rainer to like, you could even move him to Gareth Bale if we did that exact swap, mm. which that seems good to me. I don't know. So maybe that's something we could look into as well. But for now, I think I like Rainer as an eight million. Yep. 
Uh, so your second team, this is the one with four at the back. Uh, you've kept the civil double up. You've gone for a Man City defensive double up as well. And that's a bit of quitters in there. Kept Rayner. You've got Nabry in, who you've been talking about. And like you say, our mate Traore leads the line with Ronaldo and Haaland. And you've got Grealish in the middle. So this team looks a bit more normal uh, to me. It's it's still, I mean, it's still four at the back, but you're still targeting those kind of defensive double ups. I reckon your first and your third team, that I'm going to show in a minute, are a bit more punty. Would, would you say this one's probably closer to what you describe as kind of your main your main team? Yeah, so I think the reason why this one looks better is just naturally because there's less money in the defence, basically. Mm. Um, they're all maximum seven million, as you can see on the screen. The goalkeeper's seven and a half, but I'm happy to pay for Edison or Oblak at that price, I think. Um, and yeah, it just gives you more money to have have forward. I mean... Gnabry, you know, do I want him or again, do I want to try and find the money so for disappointing in the Euros, again? wasn't he? I know. He did score last night for Germany because I had him in my um, mm. my failing satellite team for the Champions League game <laughs> last night. But but um, yeah, so he was so disappointing in the Euros. I completely agree with that. And also he plays a different position for, Ger- for Germany in the Euros. He played as the striker, obviously. Here, very much Lewandowski's the striker. So there is that to factor in as well. Is that is that a worse position for him? Probably. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think the, the balance is nicer here. As, as you mentioned again, we've got Rainer. We've got Traore, who's got Sheriff first. So hopefully he can yeah. realise some returns in that game. Like in, in that game, we're targeting basically. Um, and yeah, it's still got Grealish is like the top of the Man City assets that still give you a really nice safety net. So like he's not the most expensive Man City midfielder, but he does give you like Foden, Ferran Torres as two examples of players who you get if Grealish doesn't play for whatever reason. So I really like him. And Gnabry has got Muller underneath him. So like that's again another safety net. You'd you'd be guaranteed to get one of those two basically. So yeah, I think I think yeah maybe like you say this is a more balanced team. Yeah, I mean the the safety net that you've just mentioned is is obviously something we talked about in the in the last video, and it's it's so important. So if you are playing this for the first time, uh, do you want to just explain exactly what the safety net is again, just for anyone who isn't who isn't quite sure? So as the more observant amongst you will have spotted, you only get eleven players on this game. You don't get a full squad of fifteen, which you'd normally get on well, which we get on the Premier League million pound game, for example. Um, so what fan team have done to counteract the fact that you've got no bench? is that if one of your players in your 11, such as mine that I've got on the screen here, don't play for whatever reason, you'll get the next most expensive player from that same team auto-sub in for them, like before the game starts, if that makes sense. So if Laporte doesn't play, I'll get John Stones in, for example. Um, So I thought they covered each other really nicely Mm. as well as another example. Um, If Jack Grealish doesn't play at 10.5 million, I'll get another Man City midfielder that's 10.5 or 10 million in, for example. So... The safety net always works where it's only from the same team. So I guess a strategy point of view from that was would be you don't want to pick players who have no safety net. So you don't want to pick a striker for a team if he's the only striker for so, a team. So Kevin, now we do have this with Lewandowski. Yeah, Kevin I, Cook I in the this. chat <laughs> says about Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely going to be a problem, I would suspect, later on in the tournament if Bayern have won their first four games. But until they're qualified, I would think, I don't know about you, Asp, but I would think he's going to play every game. I mean, the fact that they don't have another striker, I mean, Gnabry would slot in, I'd imagine, as, as the, the number nine if Lewandowski doesn't play. But 
Lewandowski's the man, isn't he? He's going to want to set some records in the Champions League this season, surely. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it depends if they if they sew the league up. If it's you know if it's on the, the you know with two games to go or something, then he's probably going to miss one, and you don't know which one it is, and you've got, and you've got no bench or, or safety net. I mean, Ronaldo's another another problem as well because I mean you've got Cavani there obviously, but it could be Greenwood that's pushed up front, who you wouldn't get on coming on for Ronaldo. So you do have it, you know, a little bit with with some of these players. Um, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth checking who is below the players that you're selecting, just so you see who you're going to get in. And yeah, I think the perfect example is is what you mentioned with the Chelsea players with Reese James and Alonso, because we see my side in a set. But I've I've got those because I know that if Reese James doesn't play, then I'm going to get one of I'm going to get Aspilicueta in who's below him or something like that. And if Alonso doesn't play, I'm, I know I'm going to get Chilwell in, and I really like that. If only it was like that in FPL, right? Yeah, exactly, mate. I think it makes these Man City and Chelsea players in particular as two examples really, really pickable. Now, I'd imagine Bayern are the same just because they've got such a plethora of attacking options. I think you would you do want the cover on those as well. So even though Lewandowski's so good, it, it does put a slight like doubt in my mind mm. now as to whether like I can take the risk of having 14, million, 14 and a half million of my budget on zero points, basically, yeah, because... Yeah. That's what will happen if he doesn't play. So yeah, these these are the Bit kind of separations. Yeah, kind of deliberations we've got to make. Um, so the third team you sent me is a much more normal three at the back uh, with both Manchester clubs with with two. So Edison, Laporte, Maguire, and Varane, and then Grealish, Kaiser, Reina. Is that David Clarsen? I spy. He is seven five. He's been playing very well for Netherlands. I think he got three attacking returns on Wednesday night as well. Like as well as well as being like a really important part of this Ajax team as well. So he's, he's someone very, I just very stuck cheap. in today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, very cheap. And then up front, so this is the one with Lewandowski and Haaland and Yamshuk, uh as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like this team as well. I, th- I think this is probably my favourite of, of the three. Um, it just looks a bit more what I'm used to and you're kind of, rather than relying on defensive players, you're, you're, you're you know, you're, you're targeting uh, just a team with Lewandowski and Haaland, and you found a way to make it work with the with Yamshuk and, and Klaassen being the cheaper options as well. So, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I think looking at it, I think I would still be tempted to replace Yaramchuk with Troyore just because yeah. Yaramchuk's yeah. in a really tough group. Um, I went for him as sort of an alternate seven point five option, but I think mm. Troyore and that Sheriff game, I don't think I can resist it um, for seven point five in week one. So. I think I think I'd have this team, but with Troyore instead of Yaramchuk. I think. Yeah, I like Troyore for that sheriff game. I think it's one I'll enter for sure. This exact lineup with just Troyore and for Yaramchuk. Yep. I think I don't, I don't think I can see me changing from that. Um, I really like Chiesa as well. He mm. obviously was amazing in the Euros. He's such a good player, and I think he'll be relied on at Juventus to be quite mm. a key a key part of the the puzzle. Now that obviously they've lost Ronaldo, it's now more of a team effort isn't it from them so you gotta think he's gonna step up and enter yeah. into that, that elite bracket yeah for sure they've got the um they've got the Swedish you know the Swedish midfielder who plays as a striker Kuladzowski or something yep he's, he's the Kulis. safety net for Chiesa Kulis. I think as well or he's like at least 8.5 midfielder for Juventus so mm. if Chiesa didn't play for whatever reason you'd get him on which is yeah, yeah. a really nice option as well I and think. again this is this is you this is targeting that kind of safety net to, to your advantage but when it's positional like that when it's if you if, you know if, if it's either going to be this player or this player and they're one after the other on that list, it's a it's a really shrewd move to go for that. Um, so this is my team. I don't think you've seen it yet. Um, so I basically I basically built this team based on what we talked about last week. Uh, so Oblak in goal, Laporte, Christensen and James, um, Ilicic, Reina, uh, Kalinoglu, Bale, Ronaldo, Traore and Haaland. 
So the idea of Christensen, who's obviously very cheap, he has Thiago Silva below him. So my thought was it's going to be one of those two, right? If they stick to six to three at the back. And Aspie's the same price as well. So you will get Aspie technically for Christensen as well. So you've got two, which is go. amazing, I think. Okay, so, are they the same so I could have Aspie over, over Christensen then. Yeah, you could do, yeah. Okay, which it I'd seems, be. they both seem good to yeah, me. Okay. I don't know. I, I think like, it just depends on which one's going to get that one like fluky attacking return that we don't expect. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and that will determine whether your initial selection for Christensen or Aspilicueta was right. But they've both got so much cover. You don't need to worry mm. about it. I don't. Go on then, Josh, rate my team. What do you reckon of this? So I really like um, Kalinoglu, the Turkish guy. He yep. really stands out to me. I really, really like him actually. And he, I mean, he's got he's got um, a good safety net as well as I think he's the very top of the inter midfielders. So you get mm. like everyone below him, which is absolutely great. Bale, as I mentioned before, I absolutely love. I think 11 million is a really kind price for him. The front three is one that I absolutely love. So I, I can't dispute that for a second. That's like my favoured front three, I think, from before we started talking today, definitely. And and yeah, like the defence is super solid. I mean, you've got a Man City player, an Atletico player and double Chelsea defence. I can't see how, how I could go. criticise that, really. There what about Ilicic, maybe, would be um, one I would I would think about. Like, what, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, that I mean that that spot is is a bit troublesome, and I mean it could be something that I looked if if I'm going to move Ronaldo up to Lewandowski, I might have to have a tweak around some of these players and move and move Bale out. Um, I mean, again, you you were waxing lyrical about him last last week, so it was almost entirely sort of based on that. But I think there are there are other options around around that man. I mean the um, I do. I, I mean, the likes of Klaassen, for example. I, lo- I like these guys that sort of go to a team, don't really impress, like he did at Everton, and then move to a club where they're just better suited for that for that that club, you know. And so if he, I'm have to look into him in more detail. But if he's gone to Ajax and he's, it, it happened with Tadic, didn't it? So Tadic is a striker on this game, yeah, but yeah. He, is, he is on all set pieces, including penalties. Yeah. So I wouldn't discount him either, to be honest, because they're no. in quite a nice group as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, he Tadic was someone who went to Southampton, showed flashes of, of kind of brilliance, and then and then ended up moving, and has just he's been nailing it for all accounts. Like he's, you know, he, he and he is the kind of the complete monopoly. Um, I wonder if we're going to see that maybe happen with um, with Depay as well at Barcelona. He's kind of got this dream move, but under sort of slightly strange circumstances. But he's known for being someone that can kind of. I say a big fish in a small pond. Barcelona's hardly a small pond, but you know what I mean. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to deliver, and the, the players around him aren't what they were sort of five or six years ago. So he's another one I think who who could potentially be a factor. But again, it's it's these striker spots are just so precious on on this game. These are all players. I was just about to say these are all players. I would be desperate to be midfielders. If Tadic was a midfielder, if if Memphis Depay for whatever reason, like on the Euros game, was a midfielder. We'd be quids in. We'd be all mm. over them. I think as two of our midfield slots, like you could have Tadic instead of Ilicic, and you could have um, Memphis Depay instead of Bale. It would just be like perfect almost. Like, but unfortunately, those striker slots are just so precious. And I think if we do decide we're having two premiums as two of our three strikers, it doesn't leave enough like much money for the third one really. So it might be we have to we have to stick with our man Traore. I think yeah. Ilicic is an interesting one because I mean he's he's getting on a bit. He's 33, um, but the main reason for him is Atlanta. Like they're just so attacking. It, it's nice to have a player in 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 their games because you, you know, I'm going to be watching a lot of Champions League football and, and games like UEFA game and fan team 
you know, are there to kind of enhance your enjoyment a lot of the time on, the, on this stuff. And I want to be watching At- Atalanta games with one of their players. So I think you you well, you were saying last week that Ilicic is, is the best option out of out of out of their team. So he's the one that I I, I went for. Yeah. So I think he is the best option just because he, he is classified as a midfielder mm. because they've got um, Muriel and Zapata, I believe, um, as two strikers, and I think they're both the same price. So again, it's just that striker thing, how we don't want to pick them because they're strikers basically. So where I'm like unsure on a midfielder versus a striker for a team, I'm probably always going to side with the midfielder just because he doesn't take up the slot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I don't think you can do that with Bruno and Ronaldo anymore, which is something I was like sort of looking mm. at. But I, d- yeah. I just don't think this is going to come onto our FPL discussion, I'm sure. But like, I think Ronaldo and Bruno at the same price, which is what they are on the Prem um Ronaldo's obviously not five cheaper on the Prem game even. So it just makes him an auto pick, I think, in that in that exact spot. But yeah, we'll see for other teams if there's if there's midfielders that maybe can cover the strikers. And I think that's what I was thinking with Bayern, for example, like trying to have Gnabry and Muller as like my midfield option so I don't take up a striker slot with Lewandowski. But it is Lewandowski. It's quite a tricky one, isn't yeah, it? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Horan asked in the chat about late entries. I don't believe there is any late reg in this, right? It's purely there's no late reg in this one, 100%. Yep. And there's also no price rises, which is something I said incorrectly last week. So I'd like to go on the record and correct that at this point. There's no, no price, price rises. Price. So you can pre-plan transfers. Like you can like book them in almost like and write them down on your, mm. on your little piece of paper, whatever you've got, and just be like, I'm targeting Ronaldo to another premium such as Haaland in week three, or you can you can have it in and know, similar to like the Sky game, for example, where the, the prices aren't going to change. So you can just know that you'll have enough funds for that in week three if if it's a like-for-like like price-for-price move. It's it's like, it just, it's all quite simple, isn't it? It's a simpler game. You've got 11 players and if you don't, if they don't play, you get in the ones below them on the prices. You haven't got to worry about, you know, you haven't got to worry about manually making subs like it's doing the Euros. You haven't got to worry about price rises. There's lots of things that mean you can just kind of set and forget it and just do it. Just do your transfers at, at the end of the week. Is it because the lack of price rises mean you haven't got to move early and worry about injuries and stuff? You can leave it all until you know the next the next match week and then and make your transfers then. With so the, the counterpoint the information. Yeah, the counterpoint to that is say say you might be busy on the Tuesday and. You, team lock's going to be every Tuesday because there's going to be games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, obviously. With the safety net enabled, you can be pretty sure that if you need to do your transfers on the Monday for whatever reason, you'll have 11 players playing. Mm. Like, if you pick the top end of the Man City midfield, like I say, you're going to get one of the Man City midfielders in that slot and you're going to get one who's starting as well, which which is a pretty massive thing for that team specifically. So... If you wanted to move to Jack Grealish on the Monday, you would know you're going to get one of Grealish, Foden, uh, Torres, etc. in your team, which, you know, if they've got a good fixture, you'd be all over that and you'd be more than happy to pay like 10, 10 and a half for that, for that player, wouldn't you? So it's, I'm playing it as a more, definitely a more relaxed uh, game this year and the safety net enables that. It's like, it makes it much easier for the players to play the game, I think. Yeah. No, agreed. Absolutely. Um, right, just before we go, we're going to touch on our Premier League team um, for anyone sort of following that. So we've got two teams in this. We've got our late reg team and our and our sort of the main team set up. They're both doing terribly, <laughs> 25,000 and 26,000 uh, respectively. Let's have a quick talk about some of the moves we, we might make. So we've got Backman in goal, Trent, Tierney, Soufal, Mane, Walprow, Salah, Suchek, Fernandez, Ings, Tony. I mean, it's still, a, I still think it's a good team. Um, we've got two free transfers though. So, do you think we're going to be moving for Ronaldo, Lukaku, any of these guys? 
I mean, any team where I see Bruno and Ings, my, my mind just starts flashing, I think. I think I just think that becomes Ronaldo and a midfielder. Like And we'll have so much money for a midfielder on this game as well because you actually save 0-5 by mm. moving Bruno to Ronaldo, which seems pretty ridiculous to me. I don't know. Like, so we'd have, we'd have 8-6 for a yeah, mid. which seems great. And I think the best strategy with that would be to go for someone a little bit cheaper and pocket some of the money for a future week, I think. Like, I think... I mean, Ismail Assar seems a great pick to me at six million for the fixtures he's got coming up. He's got through his tough ones now, so I think he's a, he's a really nice pick who's got ninety minutes and penalties for fan team. That's not tempted perfect. by Traore or um, Trincao. So, so I think I would favour Traore over Trincao definitely, just because I think Traore is more likely to get ninety minutes and he's more nailed to start as well as the other thing. Um, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this to you before, but Pedence is back now. He came back in the in the um, Carabao Cup a few weeks ago. And um, obviously Neto's not a million miles away, mm. I don't think. Now, for me, the, the favoured front three would be Neto, Traore and Jimenez when everyone is fit. So does that mean Trincao basically doesn't play or does it mean he, he definitely rotates in and out anyway? So I'd go Traore over Trincao if you really, really want to go for the Wolves fixtures. I think that makes sense as well. Yep. I mean, the big the big issue with this team is we haven't got an Antonio. So if, if you look at an FPL team and they didn't have Antonio, you'd be thinking, what the hell are you doing? Are we just not moving for Antonio then? We've only got Suchet. I'm, I'm really struggling on Antonio now because he's obviously, he's got two attacking returns in all three of the first games. I mean, he's obviously performed outstandingly and they have got Southampton this week, but the fixtures after this week are not good. I would say not good overall. I would say they're not good at all, really. Um, so Southampton games are amazing, obviously. And then after that, it becomes quite a bit trickier for West Ham. Now, Bruno is obviously fine for this one week, but he's definitely going to become a problem in future weeks. So are we supposed to correct that now is my thinking. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think I think we probably, we've, we've lost out on so many points now. It kind of feels a bit, you know, we can, get, we can get Ronaldo instead, basically, which feels like we're ahead of things rather than chasing. The, alter- the alternative is just use the one move this week on that particular team. So just do Ings to Antonio, roll the move, probably Captain Bruno or Salah, I mean, would be the obvious thing to do this week. And then maybe get Ronaldo in next week. Could I th- be the thing. I, I think if we if we get confirmation that Ronaldo's starting... We're getting him, yeah. We're getting him, yeah. If not, and, then then let's just play it. Let's just go for it. And then this is like... This is potential injury city over here, this team that we're looking at now. Uh, I know. So this is our late reg team. So Saar, Van Dijk, Trent, Regulon, Son, oh no, Salazar, Suchik, Fernandez, Calvert-Lewin and Tony. So obviously we've got Son and Calvert-Lewin. Um, and potentially Van Dijk. I think Van Dijk's okay, but he did come off injured for Netherlands on Wednesday as well. So there was... We do, well, again, we have two free transfers with this. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Calvert-Lewin will be fine. I, I, just, I get the sense that Son's going to be out for a little while. So he might be the one that, that has to leave. Um, Have we got any in the bank or? Nope. Mm, that would have been so easy to go to... Mo- oh, no, we can't even do that because we've got three Liverpool. Um, I mean, we, we Again, we could take a minus four here and do Son, Fernandes and Tony, get rid of all three of those and get in Ronaldo and... We get instead, I'm just thinking, because we can't even get Jota because the Liverpool slot's taken as well. Yeah, because we've got the but, two, um, two Liverpool defenders. Yeah. Yeah, so we could go... Hmm. There's The problem is there's no one around Son's price that you'd want in midfield. I think Mane's an option at 10, but that's a bit further up. Take a punt on so, Sancho. Do you take a, that's what I mean. Like, I think, I think if anything, I'd prefer to just take a punt on one of the Man City mids, like then Sancho, like maybe just go Torres, but mm. like, is, is that bet? Is that the best move for a game that's structured like, like the way this one is? 
I'm really struggling with this. I think maybe Son, you could maybe do Son and Calvert-Lewin to Ronaldo and have like the double up with Bruno. Is that weird? Like it seems a bit weird, but... No, I guess uh, I guess it's it's kind of going the reverse of what a lot of people are doing. So it's, you know, targeting that Newcastle game and, and getting W United in. Because um, if you did Son to a six million, so Son to your boy Traore, then you could do Calvert-Lewin to Ronaldo and you could have both of the Man United players for this week and maybe deal with Bruno next thing week. Is, is if, but if, if Calvert-Lewin's fit, we're not going to be selling him before Burnley at home. No, no way. Another thing to note for people, by the way, this is a really weird thing that's happened, but um, fan team have removed Hurst from the game. Yeah. So if you sell him, you can't get him back, basically. So you'll have to pay 4.5 for your fodder striker if you sell him and then want, him, want a fodder striker. Because he's the, cheap, he's the cheapest point. in the game. Yeah. He's the only 4 million striker, yeah. So now he's gone. Like, there's only 4.5s left, I think. Yeah, so that, I think we, we've, that's got, an interesting we've got point. things to think about. I think if, if Calvert-Lewin's fit, then maybe we just do Son to Traore and then just address it next week. Yeah, I think that's I think that's more than valid. Yeah, I th- I'm just trying to think if there's any other seven five mids because I like Jota obviously, but um, maybe Greenwood. But is he, are his days numbered a little bit as well? Once like Rashford, yeah, well, I think Rashford is back I, now. I, th- so. I think I think we've missed the boat on him. To, yeah, to I fair. think so too. Yeah, we we could do Tony up to Antonio with this plan as well for free. Yeah, that seems nice. Yeah, um, we could even do oh, not quite. I thought we could do Hurst to Antonio. We're not too sure. I think we like Hurst. He's our boy. Yeah, we've got to keep him. I think <laughs> we've got, we've got to stay him. long. We've got to keep him to the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that, as much as I said, like I don't, I don't know if Antonio would miss the boat now. I do think Tony to Antonio is is still a mm. quite a significant upgrade until Antonio gets inevitably injured. But um, I think he's just he's he's looked like a, he's performing like a premium asset, as as a lot of other podcasts have talked about as well. But are we just are we going to look back in a few weeks and just be like why the hell didn't we get Antonio in week four you know what I mean what were we thinking why didn't we have him in week one we're already, yeah week one we're was the main at that. Yeah, that was the main problem I mean what to be fair this team only registered in week two so we couldn't have got him in week one we saw what he did in week one and ignored him in week it's even worse isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're getting gradually worse and we're now on week four with three yeah, weeks of yeah. data where he's oh, hauled God. every week and we're still going without him on some teams so yeah. I think I think we're just going to be like the Antonio deniers or something. That's what we'll be known as, something like that. I don't that. want to be known as that. I love Antonio. <laughs> I do as well. I absolutely, I genuinely love him. It's um, a strange hill for us to don, is it? It's, the thing is, when you've got like Ronaldo and Lukaku there, it's it's just, they're the ones your eye turns to, isn't it? And, you you know, someone like Antonio, if, obviously if you've got him at the start, you don't touch him, but you're kind of always trying to be a bit clever and look for different opportunities and stuff and not just follow. Because I mean, he's got 60% ownership. It's going to be even higher now going into going into this it's going to be like 70 80 percent so i mean that's mass that is massively high um, what's your um thoughts on lukaku as a side point well i think he, i think he's great but i don't i i'm not considering him um until game week seven i'm the same as you mate because if you pick ronaldo in game week four now you can just move him to lukaku and it seems like the easiest non-brainery thing mm. ever literally you can just get ronaldo in week four move him to Lukaku in week seven and you save a million as well with that transfer on fan team, by the way. So yeah, it just, that just seems so easy to me. Like, and I just don't have to worry about it kind yeah. of thing. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. So that, that seems good. We're on the, we're on the no Lukaku hill then. No Lukaku week seven. Until That's, seven. The... That's going to hurt us, isn't it? You can just tell straight away. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It's... That is that's it for us this week. Um, I had I did I found that graphic. I knew I had it here somewhere. Champions League group stage tournament. So these are the prize uh, breakdowns. Um, just if you're interested in that, 250 grand guaranteed prize and first place prize of 20,000 euros. So yeah, definitely sign up to that. If you've enjoyed this video, give us a like, give us a subscribe. 
um, and sign up to that game. There's all links and stuff in the description below. Uh, but Josh, thanks again for joining me and I will see you next week. I think we'll be going back to Premier League stuff next week. So we'll be talking about the monster game and we'll be talking about how our terrible teams are getting on. Um, but until then, I will catch up with you soon. <laughs>